Accessibility. Saying the words access denied has to be one of the most infuriating encounters. I mean, right up there with discovering you have a flat tire while dashing out the door on your way to work. Funnily enough, this tends to happen when you're in a mad rush or trying to meet a tight deadline. Being unable to obtain what virtually belongs to you seems a bit unfair, even if it's because of something as trivial as forgetting your password, having an expired key card, or perhaps not having the key at all. Yet, isn't it amazing how many people think being available means they should be accessible too? When I saw this word on my tea time list of topics, my mind went a few places. Accessibility, as to whether or not the disabled can enter an establishment. Accessibility, as in the level of security clearance a person has. Accessibility, the ease or difficulty in which a person can be reached. Accessibility, how vulnerable is something to outside interferences. As I gravitated toward the latter instance, my mind went to an incident I encountered in, yes, you guessed it, high school. Can you recall the scene from Sister Act 2 when Sister Mary Clarence walked into the Yo Mama jokes? Yo Mama disses are to this day the fuel of fighting words. In Bahamian culture, to say to someone, that's your ma, is like invoking the Mortal Kombat finish him command. The whole scene used to happen for real in my classroom when our teachers were called into a staff meeting during school hours. Nothing escalated this debacle faster than a good diss, followed by the class singing in unison, Aww! Anywho, I was always good with words, but only now I feel confident enough to admit there was one chick better than me back then. For the purpose of this story, let's call her Keisha. Sweet girl had me going home to look in the dictionary, because most times I used to be good and lost. Keisha came from a long line of professional career women. Her aunts were doctors and lawyers who were entrenched in Greek society. It was no wonder her nose was always in a book, and not the ones that regular teen girls read like Sweet Valley High or The Babysitter's Club. No. In the 90s, imagine a high schooler reading Nora Jones, Stephen King, and Daniel Steele. I finally understood why her vocabulary was so vast. Kudos to you, girl. Kudos. Even so, one day, Keisha and I went head-to-head during the last period. That day, I was coming in hot. I mean, buckets. Scoring more than Steph Curry in his best career-high game. The background roars of aww, ooh, were like the soundtracks to my finest hour. Alexa, play This Girl Is On Fire, because that day I felt like Pooju. I talked like a champion. Be that as it may, the next day she came ready. It was as if Keisha spent the whole night training at the hand of a Nazi concentration camp. Last period came, and her first diss was more like a personal assault that knocked me straight to the ground. Bop! One shot. I pretended that I didn't want to fight back, but honestly, I couldn't. She caught me off guard, striking me right off my high from the previous day's victory. Regardless, she kept swinging, I mean blows, with no sign of mercy. I was good until the insults got personal and she talked about my weight. You see, back then I was chubby. And that was a bit of a soft spot. 
Still, I ignored her, but she kept going, and the class roars were deafening as one boy shouted, Oh my God, you can let her talk to you like that? All I felt was my ears getting flaming hot, and all the hairs at the back of my neck stood to attention. The next thing I knew, I had Keisha in a headlock hitting her crown repeatedly against the chalkboard. As she struggled to get free, her arms were flailing, and I took a few good slaps, or what I thought were slaps, to the face. To this day, I don't know who pulled us apart, but all I knew when the adrenaline stopped pumping, I was in some deep doo-doo. As we did the walk of shame through the quadrangle to the office, I think the only appropriate song to play would have been the theme song from Thundercats, because the right side of my face was scratched like I had a run-in with a wild cougar. I was bleeding from seemingly everywhere, and I suppose it appeared to the onlookers Keisha had just swept the floor with me. I was a nail-biter then, so I had no tool, and from that day to this, I never bit my nails again. The minute I entered the office, my eyes locked with a familiar face. Lo and behold, a woman from church was the senior mistress. She nearly lost her marbles with all the shrieking that she did. The poor lady nearly had a coronary as she ranted and raved about how she couldn't believe it was the bishop's daughter in her office for fighting. I won't lie, I was ashamed. But even more so, I was scared. My daddy was gonna kill me, but not before one of my sisters did. Surrey, play Baptist hymn when the home gates swing open for me. In retrospect, I realized that day I had given Keisha access to my peace and to my self-esteem. I gave her and all those bystanders an all-access pass to my confidence. And as a result, there was a suspension slip on my permanent school record. Even worse, had it not been for that lady from church, I would have not been permitted to take my very important national examinations. Oh, child, accessibility to the wrong people could almost cost you your life. Through much trial and error, I've learned that when people know your buttons, rest assured they're going to push them. Yet, from my adolescence to adulthood, I've allowed so many folks to live rent-free in my mind and take up residence in the seat of my emotions. Truthfully, I've given the password to my secret places, like the way we let the whole family use our Netflix account. Before I knew it, babies could set me off. This was not healthy. Yet, I knew it and allowed it anyhow. Girl, what the fa-la-la-la-la you doing? Is what I ask myself every time I found myself raising my voice or acting like a complete nincompoop. I've blocked and deleted and re-added some folks more times than I care to admit. I would often say I was giving multiple chances because who was more wishy-washy than me? When I would look inward, I saw someone who was not qualified to act so perfectly. While some folks had a few skeletons, I was about one body short of a graveyard. Before now, I was an expert at looking past my beam to see your moat. Here's the thing. If when what's-his-face calls or texts and you find that shifts your whole mood and you end up in a three-hour-long argument, sugar pie, you need to revoke access. I mean, pray tell why you hell-bent on answering anyway. I get it. You're not at the stage of the block and delete yet. But what are you waiting on to take your power back? Until you out here slashing tires to go viral on social media? 
Honey child, loose that dinghy and set it free. But as for me, I canceled the family and friends account and started all over. Translation, I went dark for about six months and when I emerged, access was minimal. I need you to analyze something. If every time you get with a group of friends, you find yourself coming out of character to fit in, you need to limit access. If the only time certain people call you, it sounds like this, hey, what's up? Quickly followed by a, I need a favor, please. You need to cancel this one-sided subscription. If certain calls are only geared toward dredging up your past, press Control-Alt-Delete ASAP. And you need not feel bad for setting boundaries. In case you didn't know, when something is not valued, abuse is inevitable. Look, not any old body could just walk up in Buckingham Palace all willy-nilly. Most times, it's by invitation only. So sir, ma'am, do what you must to protect you at all costs. Solomon breaks it down like this. So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. I'm reminded of a familiar story of Sarah and Abraham. And the sister girl told her husband to sleep with Hagar to have the child she thought she couldn't have. Then she cops an attitude when Hagar gets brassy. Why you pressed, Sarah? Did you not give the woman access to your husband? No one told you to make him the community daddy. You literally gave Hagar the ammunition she needed to show you that she was a better woman than you. In the same sense, we all can identify a person that be doing too much. Jess out here giving strangers a step-by-step guide on how to blow up their life. Don't be like Sarah sis. Don't do that. Recently in U.S. news, a major pipeline company was attacked by ransomware hackers, forcing them to have to pay some $5 million in ransom money to regain control of their own network. This one act sent the entire East Coast into a panic, forcing many to think there was a gas crisis. Now let that sink in. A company had to pay a group of criminals money to get back what was already theirs. Are we really going to allow our lives to be so convenient that we'll have to absorb the cost to get our own life back? Hear me and hear me good. No one should gain access to the important areas of your life if you are not absolutely sure they are there for a good reason. Think about it.